I'm your huckleberry. I've not yet begun to defile myself. I have two guns, one for each of you. This is The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. I am Nick. I am Will. And I'm Josh. We are back at it again. we got this episode and then one more before we go off uh, for summer vacation. Uh, so we're going to try to finish out strong. we got a great show lined up. I'm not even kidding. We're going to learn about the time the Pepsi Corporation uh, almost caused a riot, or they did cause a riot, in the Philippines. Uh, we're talking about everyone's favorite member of the Beatles, Yoko Ono, that woman who broke him up. And, uh, of course, we got some crazy news stories to unpack. So we are just going to get right into it here. We have got a story, fantastic story. Uh, you know, most most people believe that they are just one successful litigation away from a lifetime of financial security, and this man proves why people think that. We have a man who won a $450,000 lawsuit against his company who threw him a surprise birthday party at his work. A uh, Kentucky man named Kevin Burling, age 29, so... Is that millennial or is he a Zoomer? Is he is he does he fall in? I think it's probably still millennial age. Uh, so uh, this millennial guy, he's working at a uh, he's working as a lab tech, and uh, this happened in August 2019. So the lawsuit is finally finally settled out. So he told his HR manager or whoever that he didn't want a birthday party to be you know thrown, and uh, they forgot, and so they threw him a surprise birthday party at his work and he suffered a panic attack from the unwanted attention and then had to run into his car to recover himself and apparently he was acting a little aggressively towards the people at the birthday party so they called him into the office to discuss his behavior at the birthday party and then he had another panic attack (laughs) and so then he he, sounds a little high strung uh, you think and uh so he quit or was sorry he was actually fired yeah i was gonna say he get fired for that He, he was fired and then he sued for damages and lost income, and then he won. That's lame. I like, think I, so. that's that's pretty sad. Like this man is being rewarded for his lack of just mental fortitude. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of crazy. You know, I, I'm afraid about World War Three. Like, if a surprise birthday yeah, party is exactly. gonna get this boy, imagine a surprise attack. You know, just like yeah. there's shell shock before they even get out of the. <laughs> I mean, what happens if someone gets his order wrong at a restaurant and he isn't expecting I'm curious. it? Well, like, does he? He'll does he sue just, them too. I guess yeah. so. What I think is funny is that uh, his his attorney is like, you know, he wasn't being violent. He was just using coping techniques to calm himself down. Like, like punching people Right, in the I face. calm myself down by punching people in hey, the face. Hey, hey, whatever works. Or whatever he did. It's not yeah. clear. It, it's not stated, like, straight up. Don't what, knock what until you did. try it. But, I mean, I don't know. Surprise birthday party isn't the worst thing in the world to get. Well, apparently for him, it's the end of his life, so. Yeah. Well, at the bottom here, the the company that fired him, that lost the lawsuit, they were saying... They have a commitment to zero tolerance for violence in the workplace, and employers are entitled and entitled to, and indeed should, take prompt action in this era of workplace violence. So it, it seems like there might have been a little bit more to this whole story. Than Over the last time you throw me a birthday party. Yeah. Yeah. Going after the HR right there. I'm so confused. This guy's a lab tech, too, which I'm kind of concerned about that. Like, imagine you go in to get your blood drawn, and you say, hey, happy birthday, pal, and then... He just takes it out on you with well, that's a needle. Assuming, I mean, that's assuming the guy's drawing blood, but I mean, lab, lab technicians could be all sorts of different things. Maybe he just sits in the corner of his office, you know, or, you know, just plugging away on a little computer. Mm-hmm. It's probably what he does. Mm-hmm. Probably doesn't get out much. Doesn't talk to many people. Yeah. But, hey, it got him $450,000, so. Yeah. Well, that'd be the last time any company ever throws a birthday party for anybody. I guarantee you that. 
they see that and they say, well, all right, fun's over, folks. Like, wow. sorry. Th- one, one, th- one moron just ruined it for everybody. I'm so confused because you feel like that people would understand if he had a problem with that unless the guy was, like, brand new. Like, he just got well, there, like, six months ago. He told him in 2018 that he didn't want him to throw a birthday party, and they forgot. And they just they forgot his, his that he said that right yeah so so they they said that they forgot to not celebrate his birthday okay but so many people say oh please don't celebrate with the idea of like I mean if you did I wouldn't be <laughs> mad about it yeah, yeah they, maybe maybe they thought that he was just he was like oh oh please like don't go don't go out of your way yeah, don't, like, don't do I that I mean it depends if he said now do not under any circumstance throw me a birthday party like please don't right wink then, we won't under then any circumstance like, throw okay, you well, a birthday party if he's party. talking about it with like, some severity then i'd be a little concerned yeah. but i don't know but it maybe, seems pretty lame though i, I got to yeah, be honest i think you're right like people back in the day you you don't just like freak out and start <laughs> Like Over becoming birthday party. any sort of violence whatsoever at a birthday party, yeah. like that's just not acceptable. And now we're just we're now his dad him. probably left him at his birthday party or something. I don't know. <laughs> Every year, it's like, I'll Grow come back. Some son. skin, like stop being so awful at being people's persons. It's so weird too, because you'd think that this was like he. Let's just say he had like a bad day at work. Like yeah. he had some, you know, big. He had some big thing he was supposed to do, and he was up mm-hmm. in front of a bunch of people and. And then it all went wrong, right? Yeah. Like, that's more understandable than sure. surprise birthday party <laughs> and then absolutely just losing it. Hey, you think this, well, guy, uh, you think this guy wears a mask in his car? Yeah. <laughs> two, actually, two, he wears two masks, and then he wears a face he's shield. He's got a face yeah. shield. He's in, got the, in 95. He's got the, the bubble. You know that, yeah, that professor exactly. had the plastic bubble right. on his head? The, he just the wears a fishbowl. Yeah. Yeah. I also recommend the plastic bag. That's another good one, too. I think what's most frustrating about this thing is that, like, if – I had an employee mm-hmm. who got upset because somebody threw him a birthday party. Like, I wouldn't want him in my in my company. That, that is true. That's, like, so, out. like, why are they getting punished for getting rid of the well? Um, unless employees? he's unless he's like an absolute genius. You know, some people are like <sighs> yeah, but even crazy. so, that would that would go that would make them want to keep him. You know, like I have no problem oh, with anybody saying. firing yeah. anybody for any reason. <laughs> you know, so I I just don't like. That they went back and made them pay four hundred fifty thousand. Also, one hundred twenty thousand in lo- uh, lost wages and benefits, mm. thirty thousand in future wages, and three hundred thousand dollars for past, present, and future <laughs> mental pain and suffering, mental anguish, embarrassment, humiliation, mortification, and loss of self-esteem. Dude, that man is never going to step foot in a Mexican restaurant because he's just so afraid. You know, they're lurking around the corner with a oh, big sombrero. No. It's like, oh. You know. Happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, no, no, stop, please, goes. stop, stop. <laughs> I'm getting violent. I'll sue. <laughs> Starts throwing margarita glasses everywhere. I'll kill all of you. <laughs> Gosh. Well, But hey, you got mental fortitude right there. Great mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. But like, what kind of birthday party were they throwing that triggered him like that? Like, yeah. How crazy is like Maggie from accounting going to get that, you know, <laughs> that triggered this guy? What, what could they do? You know, you're at an they office. Brought him a pinata. Like as long as everyone like keeps their clothes on and just brings a brings out a cake and everyone's wearing pointy little hats. I don't understand pointy little hats. <laughs> you know what I mean, like little party hats. Yeah, right. I mean, as long as it's just that, I don't understand like what could really set you off. The, yeah, is exactly. it all the attention? Pointy little white hats. <laughs> wow. But you know, this guy and I would not be friends. Like I would take any excuse to waste company time. Like throwing a birthday party yeah. at work. This is fantastic. And on it. Okay, but here's another question. Like. With the COVID nineteen, whatever. If this is some kind of a lab company, like why are they wasting time throwing a birthday party? Like, y- y'all gotta be finding a cure for COVID or something. 
Yes, maybe maybe the that power was his of problem. Gravity. He's like, this is a waste of my time. My talents are better used elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yes. Nerd rage right there, boys. Nerd, yes. Strong case of nerd rage. I just think there's a lot of this story that isn't being told. And, and that man's name is out there now. So if you meet. Wait, oh, there's a name? Yeah. Yeah, but we talked about it uh, earlier. Name? Kentucky Man. No. Yeah, his, yeah, Kevin Burling. Yeah, so if you ever meet someone named Kevin Burling, do not throw him a birthday party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't say happy birthday. Don't mention cake, pointy little hats, and balloons, balloon animals. He'll In get general, scared. Don't he might hit you. He hats. will beat you up with a pinata stick. Yep, exactly. Do not bring out the pinata. All right. Okay. So moving on. You're listening to The Loft on Radio for Hillsdale 101.7 FM. If you're listening on the radio, thanks for listening. If you're listening to podcast. Thanks for doing that, supporting us. Check us out on our YouTube. We got show clips and everything. If you missed the full show, all right. Um, on to the next thing. Promise we talk about Yoko Ono. I don't know why. I just decided I wanted to talk about Yoko Ono today. Was this promise last week? I don't think so. I I, okay. I don't I don't remember if I made a promise last week about what we're talking about. But uh, Yoko Ono uh, is is best known as being the the conniving woman who broke up the Beatles. As She's I a vocalist. Uh, yeah, that that's a very generous term. Well, no, no, no. I didn't want to call her a singer. I didn't call her a singer. She's a vocalist. She she vocalizes. She vocalizes <laughs> things. And uh, she was at one point. I, I don't know if they were ever married. Uh, she was going out with John Lennon, and a lot of people blame her for breaking up the Beatles. But she has continued her work, and uh, she has recently put out, and I think this is fantastic, a cover of Katy Perry's Firework. And and before we play this, it's like let me tell you something. People say that covers are bad, and I think Yoko Ono really disproves that. So, uh, Josh, why don't you roll it? This is the fantastic, great cover of Firework by Yoko Ono. Oh, it's great. I think it's enough of that. Alright, all right, Josh, I can't take any more. Josh is Josh is, you should see Josh's face. He's mesmerized. He he's literally just squinting. <laughs> I wanted to know if it was gonna go anywhere. No, nope. she was just But it's all we've arrived, dude. <laughs> she almost sounded like Peter Griffin for a moment. Hey, 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 hey. It, it, it sounds like uh you know, like when you make a noise and like and the road gets bumpy and you're like, hey, 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 hey. That's what she, she was moving so much too. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, she actually sings she she doesn't eat a lot of potassium, oh, so really? she actually sings through full body cramps, and oh, that's that, why she gets it so painful. Uh, that's that's why she makes the sounds like that. I, I imagine the that other the other theory is that she uh, is actually a voice, or she does uh, lip syncing to mm. uh, cats being electrocuted. <laughs> what? I you know I I actually. Despite this slander of Yoko Ono coming from Will, I think that <laughs> no, it's true. Yoko is uh, she's a visionary and she's way ahead of her time, and that time hasn't even come yet. <laughs> <laughs> Did she even say firework? <laughs> no. Or is that in a different language? No. Uh, she didn't say anything. She just made sounds. Yep. That uh, didn't even. Uh, yeah, so so Yoko Ono, and now you can see why people love her. And you know what? She's been making music for years. <laughs> okay. Now, now you know she she's always you know she's constantly improving her craft. Here's something that she did like way back in like the seventies. This is the, the this might be my favorite Yoko Ono song. I got this on repeat in the car. Hit it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let's go. 
Oh, she needs some dental work. Golly. You can't All right, that's enough. That is that. that I I cannot play like she can't I, I, produce I can't the sound without the gaposis. I I can't listen to any more of it, or I'll just be here forever listening to her just trapped in that beautiful voice. That happened to be a uh, a voiceover or a, a lip sync of a mosquito flying around your room <laughs> at nine p.m. specifically in probably some of the southern states. She she's probably inspired yes. by mosquito. Is this because they're blood sucking? This... You see what she, you see what she did yeah, there? She went yeah. and she broke up the Beatles. That blood sucking oh, witch, my. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. She turned John Lennon against Paul McCartney and all of them. Uh, it's her fault that the White Album was so bad or whatever. Yeah. I don't even know anything about the Beatles. I'll tell you, I dislike that woman very strongly. Yep. Yep. That's yep. great. That's great. And uh, here here's a great video. Now this is this is so touching. Yoko Ono uh, performed with her husband, who was also performing with Chuck Berry. Now. Uh, Chuck Berry and John Lennon were singing the main vocals, and then I think really, uh, you know, tastefully, tastefully yeah. elevating the art. We have Yoko Ono coming in with with great backing vocals. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean that, that's that's fantastic. I'm telling you, I would like. I mean, Bruno Mars, eat your heart out. Those backing vocals, they're, they're so good. I, I feel so Did like. You hear that? Hear that little something at the end of it? <laughs> yeah, there was something that, good. There was a bass drop. She she had a little. Bur- actually... She had a little burp on the mic. <laughs> 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 they did they did this right after lunch. Wow. Uh, now uh, there's a guy on YouTube I found. Well, d- did you mention how that clip actually ends? Because people don't know, but. Was it Lennon that mentioned something as she was singing? John Lennon tells her to shut up. <laughs> on, on the recording. On, on the live broadcast. That, that recording, unfortunately, does not have it in there. But that actually happened. Just literally just tells her to stop singing. And, and you know why? He didn't want her to steal any his thunder is what it was. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that was his show. Right, uh, right. Anyway, yes. anyway, so this guy... Uh, on YouTube, he takes funny moments and he'll put music to them and kind of turns them into like libretto, like an opera kind of thing. And so he went and took Yoko Ono singing Firework and okay. he put his own piano to it. And I think it really, I mean, if you thought she was good before, just wait till you hear okay, it with okay, piano I'm ready, accompaniment. I'm ready, I'm ready. All right, roll it. Here she is, she's walking up to perform. Oh yeah, I mean, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. See, that's what I was hoping for was some actual movement <laughs> in the original. Oh, uh, I mean, it's 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 fantastic. It's gorgeous. Grammy Song of the Year right there. That that that's my standard. Yoko Ono. <laughs> Yoko Ono is your standard. Well, hey, hey, I'm telling you, people say covers are bad, but that firework, like, I couldn't tell the difference on Katy Perry, Yoko Ono. I don't know. I'm gonna make a pun. The only co- the only thing that cover is gonna want to make me do is cover my ears. Aha. Uh-huh. So, nice. That clever. Proud of you. And that Will. pun was just as painful as listening <laughs> to that music. Nice. Good good stuff there. Yeah. Nice. All right. Uh, here we go. Here. And then uh just just to while I was doing show prep, I found this guy's YouTube channel. And there's a TV show called uh it, it's like Better Call Saul, and there's a scene that he put to music, and it really does sound like it's a libretto from an opera. And so check this guy out, Brandon Etheridge on YouTube. This is like fantastic stuff. All right. Enough. I've got to be important. Yo, if you must, but know this. 
We will meet again. I'm sorry. What'd you say your name was? I'm Saul Goodman, and I make it my business to defend the citizens of Albuquerque against injustices of every kind. Wow, you must be really expensive, though. Not at all. I believe every man, woman, and child deserves speedy justice at a price they can afford. Do you have a card? Not for me. Or a friend. Yes, uh, and please tell your friend that uh, I make no judgments and I'm available 24 hours a day. Uh, it, it's so good. Wow. It, 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 is that not like yeah, for some reason? Really I haven't even seen that show, and that's so entertaining. You know, it's like it's Wait, like a that's the original. That's the original. Correct. Like, he didn't modify no, that he, scene at all. He, he did not. So that is like he the original scene. Piano behind it. Yeah. That's yeah. phenomenal. He just yeah. added like a da, da, da. so. I mean, it's kind of like a it's like a literal opera or like what are they called like libretto. He makes it. He makes it seem like the original clip is mo- is edited because it's so smooth. Like the that's really. That's quite awesome. I am like a big fan. I like that. I am, I approve. Yeah, so go check that guy out, Michael Etheridge. On, Still not on as YouTube. good as Yoko Ono, according <laughs> oh, to Nick, though. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hit me, hit me. Have you seen the, that movie, The Fly, where the guy turns into the fly? And he gets oh, yeah. Stuck. That's how Yoko Ono sounds like. Yeah, she sounds like the she guy. She sounds like many things. When he's stuck on the spider web. Hit <laughs> <She laughs> just... me, hit me. Uh, that's Yoko Ono. Yep. But Yoko Ono... Uh, uh, she's also That's her career. She's also very quote well. She made a career out of being John Lennon's wife, because uh, she's very rich now, like three hundred million dollar net worth or something. It's it's ridiculous. The only reason she got into the music business was because of him. Basically, she was she was some kind of like an artist, like an avant garde sort of you know wacky. She's kind of like a what are those what are those uh, modern art uh, or modern artists? Yeah, it's you know, literally like, yeah. Take a piece of metal and twist it around. It's art. If yep. you look at it this way. I, I saw a guy, and then he had a skateboard and a ramp, and he stuck his arm out. He had a paintbrush in his hand, and he just jumped on the skateboard ramp, and then he stuck his hand out, and then just like whatever paint happened to reach the canvas as his arm was reached out, uh, that's what the painting was, and he sold it for like a bajillion dollars. What are we doing? Everybody working a real job is stupid. That is the dumbest way you could do that painting. I would totally uh, like tape the paintbrush to the skateboard and then do a kickflip. That's pretty good, actually. That'd be way better but than yeah. just, oh, stick my arm a- out. That's every- everybody with a real job is a moron. Like, if you can make a million dollars selling that garbage. You're not wrong. I mean, he's won. He's gamed the system. So what you're saying is I can walk up to a... Mu- well, wait. Nah, I, have to, I have to marry or like be in a relationship with a famous vocalist right but then you have to break up the band so like you have to go ah. find a band and then break up the band okay and by then, dating one of the vocals it's like and, break up the spice girls or something and then i can just make strange noises into a microphone and people will love it like me people she, like me she, will she, love it yeah. <laughs> okay yeah okay i think yoko own is the best part of the beatles <laughs> all right well yeah uh so here we go i'm uh, moving on to our final segment here Telling you, I'm gonna be thinking about Yoko Ono for that song is stuck in my head. That firework, oh boy, is it in your worm? So, uh, last but not least, so everybody, everybody likes Coke. Some people like Pepsi, they're wrong, but they like Pepsi. Oh, is in Pepsi's worse than Coke? Yeah, I agree with this. That, that's my I point. agree with this, yes. Uh, and so the Pepsi Corporation in 1992 they decided that they were going to rectify this situation by throwing together a great, great kind of uh, promotional campaign in the Philippines of all places because <laughs> they, they said hey we're not selling enough Pepsi in the Philippines guys <laughs> got to up those numbers okay so this only so, ha- okay this happened only in the Philippines and the Pepsi Corporation Pepsi Philippines announced to the public that they would print numbers ranging from 
999 inside the bottle caps on all these Pepsis. Okay. Now, certain numbers could be redeemed for prizes, which, you know, it was anything as little as four pesos, which I guess is the currency over there, uh, about four U.S. dollars to one million pesos was the big payout. What is that in, in U.S. dollars? Uh, about four hundred, about 40,000 U.S. dollars in 1992. Oh, that's quite a bit. Yeah. And, I mean, that apparently that was equal to about 23 years of uh, the average salary in the Philippines. So that, that's like a big amount of money, right? Like you could retire. That's like potentially. that's like millions of dollars in the states by today. That's like winning a Powerball. Well, in, ma- in, yeah, maybe. I yeah. mean, forty thousand dollars in nineteen ninety two. I don't know how much more that is. Today. Well, I'm thinking like the the average like money or amount of money that is that is spent by the standard U.S. citizen, right? Like you'd have to think oh, of like twenty three years, oh, yeah, years yeah. of sure. income in the states. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's like one million dollars in Africa. <laughs> one million years. <laughs> Salary, yes. Uh, you know, China, that's all the weakers. All right. Uh, <laughs> so it increased their market share in the Philippines, right, from four percent to twenty five percent. Pretty good. That, that's crazy. It's pretty good. People out here buying it like Wonka bars, but they, they could not get enough. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, it's impressive. You know, drug dealers were just slinging Pepsi left and right. People could not get enough of this stuff. Slinging they were trying Pepsi. to find it. Fifty one thousand prizes were redeemed. But here we go. This is where things take. There's a, always a twist. Th- there's always a turn, and you, you know, people. You know, you have you have a foolproof plan, you think, and then it just kind of falls through on you. Uh huh. So on May twenty fifth, year of our Lord nineteen ninety two. Uh oh, what a year! The news channel broadcast in the Philippines is countrywide that the winning number to get the one million pesos was three hundred forty nine. One small problem. There were 800,000 bottles with the number 349. <laughs> there was a small, they blame on a small computer error. So, collectively, those bottles were worth 32 billion US dollars. That's a lot of Pepsi. That's, that's very, very valuable Pepsi. Like, th- that, that Pepsi is more valuable than Coke. And I mean, like, Coke, not Coke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. So, oh my gosh, uh, three hundred and uh, or uh, many irate three forty nine bottle cap people. Of course, uh, they refused to s- accept this offer. So the company they said, "All right, look, we know that we screwed up because people were calling in trying to claim their one million dollars. Because you know why wouldn't you? It's like, hey, I have three forty nine. The problem was that uh, the printed bottle caps there's supposed to be a security code underneath the 349 to prove that it's like legit so like people couldn't just manufacture their own bottle caps right. and bring them in well none of them had the security code on them and so no one could redeem and get their one million dollars and people were not happy about this which is fair right i, mean, yeah, I, I would agree so the the, the, the company offered 18 dollars a small discount to the winners uh and said hey sorry a gesture of goodwill we will instead of you know paying you one million pesos. We will give you five hundred pesos. Which, if you squint, it just you know, if you squint, look at the paper. It it doesn't seem that bad. It is not that you know you're not getting shafted that much. Only by a factor of twenty. If you have you know double vision, if you hit yeah. your head against the wall hard yeah. enough. I mean, if if you were a little slow and could be you know easily convinced of things, you know, if you if you weren't too good in math, you might be convinced that this is a pretty good deal. <laughs> and and five so, is bigger than you're one. By the way, you're right. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> a stupid Pepsi giving me more money. This is like idiots. this is like golf, right? The smaller <laughs> number wins. That's right. I just need to see the first number, and it's bigger than the other number. <laughs> Ooh. So, uh, long story short, uh, 
Now, what's crazy is that 486,000 people accepted the deal. So 486, like over half of the people took the deal. They were not willing to fight for their 1 million pesos. They said, "What about the I'll other? take 500. Well, the other half, they came out and they refused to accept this settlement offer. Okay. And so they formed a consumer advocacy group called the 349 Alliance. And they organized a boycott of Pepsi products, which, I mean, when your market share was 4% even before this thing, it was almost like Pepsi was being boycotted anyway. You know, and it seems like yeah. Pepsi's default state is just being boycotted. So they, they boycott Pepsi. Okay, so that means they fair. just went back to not buying Pepsi like they did before. Okay, sure. Yeah. And they held a rally outside of the Pepsi of the Philippines office and outside the office of the Philippine government. Like the Philippine government had anything yeah, to do with it. Everything to do with Correct. that, right? Uh, now, three Pepsi employees were killed by a grenade that was thrown into a Pepsi warehouse. And then there was a car bombing. A, uh, what? Yes, a grenade. Well, there was the, the car was not the bomb. There was a truck of Pepsi that was blown up by a grenade. Where do they get the grenades? The, the, that's a very good question. I, I think that the government, which they hear here, well, the, the Coca-Cola Corporation <laughs> was was arming these the, these Pepsi, you know, the Coke nationalists, anti-Pepsi Philippine nationalists. Coke nationalists. Yeah, could you imagine that? Like the, by a grenade. The, oh, my gosh. The Coca-Cola Special Activities Division, they fly into the Philippines under the cover of darkness, and they go to the rebel leaders of 349 Alliance and say, all right, here's your weapons. Go, go destroy some Pepsi. It's like the Mujahideen, you know? It's like literally what we did in Afghanistan. Dude, Philippines are a wild place. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts, dog. So 22,000 people of that 400,000 who were protesting, they got into a class action lawsuit. Uh, 5,200 criminal complaints for fraud were filed. 689 civil suits were filed. In 1996, uh, this thing got hashed out in court. They went in. They got Saul Goodman to to represent them in court. Uh-huh. And, wait, this might have been the same time as the OJ trial. Like, this was the real trial of the century. Like, I forget OJ. You know, this is the real story of the century right here. This is, this might be the Philippine OJ trial. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they just make jokes about this. But yeah, what if the, the how would you say like the juice is loose, but yeah. but in some sort of Filipino? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh huh. <laughs> the Pepsi's flat or something. <laughs> but uh, so the trial court they awarded the plaintiffs uh, in in one of the cases ten thousand pesos. So just like a little bit more than they would have gotten anyway. And after legal, I mean, they got 380 bucks. Like, that's 380 U.S. dollars. Like, what are you going to do with 380 U.S. dollars? Nothing. You save it and invest it, maybe? Sure. <laughs> three Sorry dissatisfied plaintiffs, uh, they appealed. So now we've whittled it down. So from 400,000, we have three remaining. And then there were three. They appealed in 2001 in an appellate court. And then they got it up to 30,000 pesos, about 570 U.S. dollars. Wow. As well as attorney's fees. Think of how much Coke you could buy with that. So then the Pepsi Corporation, they appealed this decision. So the, I, I, I love how like crazy small these payouts were. Like You know that when this thing happened, people were like, ah, yes. I mean, they got stars in their eyes. Like I'll never have to work again. I'll just sue the Pepsi Corporation. And then the court offers them like 500 bucks. Hey, $500. You know, take the, take the family to Disney World. Like, what are you going to do with that? Go buy some Coke. So uh, the, the, the Supreme Court got involved, the Philippine Supreme Court. Okay. And then 2006. So this thing has been going on for over a decade at this point. 2006 we've gotten here. Wow. <clears throat> the Supreme Court ruled that uh, the Pepsi Corporation of the Philippines was not liable to uh, give people the, the prize money as they thought that they were 
entitled to because they had the bottle cap. Yes, sure. And they are not liable for damages. So they it is not the it is not the Philippine Pepsi Corporation's fault that there was a bombing of a Philippine truck or that people died at this protest. Huh. And that the issues surrounding the 349 incident have been laid to rest and must no longer be disturbed. Until today. We're just going to come and exhume that. Yeah, careful. You're going to get some somebody fired up. <laughs> I'm going to awaken. another hand grenade. There's just a hotbed of Coca-Cola nationalists just hiding in the Philippines like, Yes, yeah. yes, good. Yes. Yes. Take this frag grenade and throw <laughs> it into the truck. Destroy the Coca-Cola, Jimmy. Yes. Or destroy the Pepsi, Jimmy. We only drink Coke in this family. I, I wonder if there's just like a whole Montague and Capulet thing now. Like there's a small like minority of, of Pepsi people. Yes. And and it's like they can't marry outside or they have to like keep it like really secret. Like like they're you're a closeted Pepsi drinker in the Philippines. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, oh, you know, uh, we don't have Coke. Is Pepsi okay? And you're like, yes. Oh, I mean, I mean, oh, well, it's all right, I guess. Sure. I mean, it's not like I like Pepsi or anything. <laughs> But, well, uh, they wouldn't even make it an option because yeah. they wouldn't yeah, even is ask, is, "Is Pepsi a thing?" That's like, true. They they'd probably like look at the waiter and be like, "Yo, you you got some of that Pepsi back there?" It's like, <laughs> it's like nope. <laughs> You're just yeah. I'm what? A, Pepsi? The, the, there's I'll, no Pepsi here. I'll pay I'll pay you twice as much. You just slide it under the table. Just, the Pepsi. Okay? just just put it under my chair, right? Just put it under my chair. Don't <laughs> no one has to say anything. Notice it. No, no. You the can, colors are the same. No one will tell. You, you, you know what you can do too. You can put it inside of a Coke bottle. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. It'll you see right. that boy off. No one going to know be, the difference. It'll be all right. Just Don't justify yourself. Difference. They might have Pepsi speakeasies now. Like like you go in there, <laughs> like in the front. It's like, hey, I'm here for the Coke, or I'm here for the Pepsi. Like, There's been never been no Pepsi served in this joint. It's like. Tony said, I, "It's all right." Hey, oh, I know, I know the password. And now, what what's the password? It's, it's like, uh, is Pepsi okay? <laughs> Gosh, well, what an interesting chapter in the world. I honestly, the amount of hype that this trial got, it was totally undersold. I think th- this should have been national news headlines everywhere. Probably was in the Philippines. I mean, it was Not in the states, though. I mean, it was a simpler time. Like you know, in in the year two thousand twenty one, people will storm the Capitol because of election integrity questions, or you know, they're trying to sure. do whatever. But you know, back in nineteen ninety four, all it took was just Pepsi. <laughs> uh, give me my money. Yeah, forty thousand dollars. You know. Hey, but let me tell you, I'd be right out there with them. You know, if I if I was entitled to my one million dollars from the from the Pepsi Corporation, I you know I'd be out there too. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Now, not like I like Pepsi or anything, you know. Like it's clearly inferior. To it's Coke. an investment, right? You gotta you gotta suffer through a couple bottles yep. of Pepsi to I'm, get your million dollars, right? You just pull up, pull off that bottle cap. Yep, yep. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, you don't even have to drink it. You just pull it. You just yep. buy it. Yep. Pull the cap off. Exactly, and it's poured out in the street. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Feed it to your dog or something. <laughs> just <laughs> wash the dishes with it. I don't know. Just... Yeah, you could probably clean something with it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, it's acidic enough. You you know use it to take you know stains out the floor or something. Yeah. There you go. There you go. All right, well, I hope you learned something today. I certainly did. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to talk about that McDonald's Monopoly thing where there was that like whole controversy where those people, they rigged the game and everything. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they, they yeah. found a way to rig McDonald's Monopoly. Now they're like they're doing a hard time now. Like, don't mess with Ronald McDonald. He'd come for you. He'll throw you in the hooskow. <laughs> no, no mercy for Ronald it's McDonald. The, ham- the hamburger hamburger struck again. <laughs> well, you, you know why the hamburger's in a jumpsuit, right? <laughs> because he crossed Ronald McDonald. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey! That Ronald McDonald house—that's what they call the prison. That, that, that's nothing special. <laughs> We're sending you to the Ronald McDonald house. Uh-huh. We're sending you upstate, boy. <laughs> oh no! Don't don't let that smile fool you. 
This dark secrets. Burgertary confinement. Hey, 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 hey. The, them potatoes, they're not the only things getting fried at McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? They, they'll take it They'll take it to the chair. <laughs> You've been listening to The Loft on Ray for Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. Tune in next week for the exciting, shocking conclusion Conclusion to this season, perhaps. We might have, we got a couple of things cooking, a couple of interviews with some folks that we might be dropping uh, after because, you know, we got a little period of time in between now and when we leave. So, yeah, look out for that extra content on Spotify and YouTube.